0: Stepping out of the Pyramid. A question. I was shocked to hear you say that the Pyramid of Humanity consists of Ayatollah Khomeini and Albert Einstein. With Ayatollah Khomeini? I don't know. Let me check later. And there is no qualitative difference between the two. Isn't there a third alternative? <clears throat> I'm shocked too, but one is helpless against the reality. The truth is that there is no qualitative difference between Ayatollah Khomeini and Albert Einstein. I would have loved to declare it. If there was even a small possibility of some qualitative difference, that does not mean that both are the same type of person. Ayatollah Khomeini is a madman. Albert Einstein is a genius, the sharpest intelligence humanity has ever produced. So I'm not saying that they are the same kind of people, but what can I do? They belong to the same range. The Ayatollah is the lowest in the line. Albert Einstein the highest, but the difference is only the deg- the difference is only of degrees. It is the same pyramid. Ayatollah Khomeini, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Joseph Stalin. Benio Mussolini, Mao Tzu Mao Tung. They are as humans as Albert Einstein, Bernard Russell, Jean Paul, Sartre, Carl, Jaspers. They belong to one humanity, to one mind. But Ayatollah Khomeini, and his company are sick. The mind is the same, but it is a sick mind. It is upside down. Albert Einstein and Bertrand Russell are healthy. It is the same mind, but in the ray, in the right shape. It is as it should be. But I cannot say that they belong to two different categories. They would be a lie. That would be a lie. It would be consoling. It would be consoling. You would not be shocked. If I would not be shocked, everybody would be happy. But to destroy truth for such stupid consolation is not going to help anybody. But why do you look only from one side? There are many aspects which have to be considered. Why don't you see it as a great revelation? Why don't you see it as a great revelation? You have together, you have thought only of one thing. That's why you got shocked. I got shocked too, but I also got excited, ecstatic. You thought only of one thing. And Albert Einstein is reduced to the level of Ayatollah Khomeini. But why can't you see the other possibilities that Ayatollah Khomeini can be raised to the level of Albert Einstein? I'm opening a tremendous possibility for these mad people. And these mad people have dominated humanity. Something has to be done. Humanity as such is not bad, not evil, but one Ayatollah Khomeini can drive a whole country crazy, idiotic. The names, the words, the principles these people use to hide their madness and stupidity are beautiful. Ayatollah Khomeini recites the Holy Quran every day. He does not need to read. He has memorized it. The whole Holy Quran. He quotes continuously from the Holy Quran, and those who are listening to him and following him believe that he is a prophet, a messenger of God, sent to help Islam succeed. That's what all the religious believe. If they succeed, only then is there any future for humanity. Otherwise, there is no future. Man is finished, and what he is doing is so barbarous, so ugly, so inhuman. People are being slaughtered continuously, beheaded continuously. People are being beaten to death on the crossroads before thousands of spectators. And all those spectators are rejoicing, these rejoicing because this is the success of Islam. Ayatollah Khomeini says that anything done according to the Islamic principle is right. There is no other way, no other criterion to decide right or wrong. To behead a man is Islamic. If the man is not willing to become a Mohammedan, then it is better be he should die. Living as a non Mohammedan is worse than dying, oh because death may change life because death may change his life pattern. Perhaps in his in this body. In this mind, he is incapable of becoming a Mohammedan. So this body and mind have to be destroyed. These are hindrances to his salvation. So to die by the hands of Islamic soldiers is a glory in itself. You should be proud. You attained a great death. You could not attain a great life. But you attained a great death. So the person who is being killed by the Islamic murderers is fortunate. And the people who are killing him are also earning great virtue because there is no other motive. They are trying to help the man to transform his being. They are making the way to God clear and clean for the person. They're going they're doing God's work. They will be born as saints in paradise. So both are benefited. How can something be wrong and evil when both parties are immensely benefited, spiritually benefited? Do you see the cunningness of people? But this Ayatollah has the same mind as you have. It is just that it has gone nuts, but it can be repaired. This is happening all over the world. Just the other day, in the Vatican, one woman jumped from St. Peter's Basilica, the highest church in Christendom, Christ and killed herself. Nobody knows why and perhaps nobody will ever know why. But when I heard this, the immediate response that came to me was that this woman has declared something significant. The whole of humanity is going to die in the Vatican, jumping from St. Peter's Basilica. This woman is a pioneer she has simply said that this is going to happen to the whole of humanity and they are doing every everything the popes the pope the cardinals the bishops the priests to encourage to encourage this to happen a very respected humanitarian a catholic nun sister judith vogan was expelled from the Catholic Church. In California, she was running a shelter for poor women, abandoned women, rejected women, and she helped thousands of women. But all her life's work is nothing. She just committed a small mistake, a mistake in the eyes of the Christian bureaucracy she signed a newspaper advertisement in favor of abortion rights. The newspaper had asked those who were in favor to sign and send the advertisement back to the newspaper so they could say that not all Christians are against the right to abortion. Sister Judith signed it, and that is a great sin. The woman worked for her whole life, served thousands of women, was respected all over California, and she understands the problems of women, abortion, children, orphans, more than those idiots, idiots who expelled her from the church. Not only did they expel her from the church, they prevented her from entering the shelter that she created for poor women, for suffering women. She was not allowed to enter the church or the shelter and she is no longer a nun. Nobody cares that what she was not doing was humanitarian. Nobody cares that what she was doing was humanitarian. More population means more problems and you are not able to solve the problems that are present. Each child brings thousands of problems with him. Already more people have arrived on the earth than the than the earth can support. Even countries like America have problems which should have disappeared from the world long before. What to say about the third world, the poor world, Africa, Latin America Asia. What do you say of those countries? In America, there are millions and millions of illiterate adults in the richest country of the world, technologically, scientifically, culturally, in every way at the top. Millions of adults are still uneducated. They can't read a newspaper, and you go on bringing more people. You cannot even solve simple problems, and there are complicated problems. In a gas explosion in Bhopal, thousands of people died. All the women that were pregnant and did not die then started giving birth to children. Thousands of children were coming out of the womb dead or crippled or blind or Retarded. A few, which were born alive, died within six weeks. The physicians and the scientists did not think that the gas was going to affect the fetuses so severely, and this was only a small explosion. When your nuclear explosions and atomic explosion, atomic explosions start happening how they are going to affect you in an imaginable. And it will not affect only you. It will affect all the generations that follow you. It will affect the whole future of humanity. Who is creating these problems? The mind. The same mind can solve them. So when I say Ayatollah Khomeini, And Albert Einstein belongs to the same line. If you think that Albert Einstein is also like Ayatollah Khomeini, you will get only a shock. But if you also think that Ayatollah Khomeini has the capacity to be an Albert Einstein, then you will be excited like me. But I have talked only about the pyramid of the mind. I have not talked about people. Who have dropped out of the mind? I have not talked about the meditators. They are qualitatively different from both. A man of meditation is as far away from Ayatollah Khomeini as he is from uh, Albert Einstein, because he is far from because he is far from his mind itself, the pyramid is only of people living in the mind. So don't be depressed. You can jump out of the pyramid. Nobody is forcing you to be in it. It is your decision to be in it or not to be in it. You can become a watcher. You stand outside the pyramid and watch the whole stupid game that goes on. I'm not part of the pyramid, that's why I can talk about the pyramid, describe it in total detail from all aspects, because I'm just a watcher. That's why I can talk about the pyramid, describe it in total detail from all aspects, because I'm just a watcher. I can move around the pyramid. I can see all its faces. I can see its lowest depth. I can see its highest peak because I am not in it. If you are in it, then it is impossible for you to watch it in its totality. You have to be outside of it, and there have been such people down the ages, very few, but that does not make any difference. Even if a single person can escape from the pyramid, that is enough to prove the possibility, and many have escaped from it. Just a little effort on your side, a little alternates, and you can slip out of the mind, because the pyramid is not made of something solid. The bricks, it is made out of our thoughts. You are surrounded by a wall of thoughts. It is so easy to come out of it. You don't even have to dig a hole in the wall. You don't even have to open a door. You have simply to stand silently and see whether the wall really exists or only appears to. In the East, oh, let me read it the per- the phrase again just a little effort on your side a little alterness and you can slip out of the mind because the pyramid is not made of something solid the brick is the bricks it is made out of our thoughts you are surrounded by a wall of thoughts it is so easy to come out of it you don't even have to dig a hole in the wall You don't even have to open a door. You have simply to stand silently and see whether the world really exists or only appears to. Hmm. I like it again. In the East, they call it a mirage. It only appears real. The closer you come to it and the better you look at it. The more it starts disappearing. Thoughts are the most insubstantial things in the world. They don't have anything material in them. Your thoughts are just like ghosts. You simply go on believing in them, never trying to have an encounter, never turning yourself toward them and staring at them. You would be simply surprised that any thought that you stare at simply melts away. It cannot stand your watchfulness. So there is a third alternative. You need not be either Ayatollah, Khomeini, Khomeiniac, or Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein is a good man, but good and bad are two sides of the same coin. Saint and sinner are two sides of the same coin. Heaven and hell, God and devil, two sides of the same coin. Neither can exist without the other. But there is a third alternative. You need not be either. And that's really to be yourself. To be out of the pyramid of the mind is to enter into the temple of your being. I love this phrase. Temple of your being. The pyramid is for the dead. Actually, the pyramids were made as graves for Egyptian kings and queens. They are graveyards. And when I used the word pyramid for the mind, I used it knowingly. Mind is also a graveyard of dead things. Past memories, experiences, shadows—all shadows. But by and by, they become too—they become so thick that they can create that they create a dark curtain around you. If you want to escape from your shadow, what do you think you have to run? If you want to escape from your shadow, what do you think you have to do? Run. The shadow will follow you wherever you go. It will be with you. It will your shadow. It is your shadow. And the shadow is non a shadow is non-existential. It is a ghost. The only way to get rid of it is to turn back and look at it and try to find whether there is any substance in it. There is nothing. It is pure negativity. It is just because you are standing in the way of the sun rays that the sun rays cannot come in and the absence of sun creates the shadow. Exactly this is the situation about your thoughts. Because you are not watchful, because you are not silent, because you can't see things clearly without any disturbance, thoughts are substituted for awareness. Unless you become aware, thoughts will continue. The mind is not you. It is somebody else. You are only a watcher. And just a few glimpses of watching will prepare you to get out of the pyramid without any fighting, without any struggle, without any practice. You simply stand up and get out. Hmm. People go on believing in anything that is consolatory. consolatory. Okay, let me check this word later. Consolatory. People go on believing in anything that is consolatory. The ghosts, the gods, the heaven and hell. These are all just consol- consolations. Consolations. Dear saints, holy men, sages, all consolations, all consolation. A true man needs guts to get out of all this rotten mess. And the only way to get out of it is to become a witness of your own thought processes. And it is easy, it is the easiest thing in the world. You just have to do it once, but you never try even once, then you go on thinking it is the most difficult thing. I also used to think that it was a very difficult thing because that's what I had been told by everybody, reading in every book, that it is such a great difficult phenomenon. It takes lives together for a man to come to the state of no mind. When everybody is saying that, and there is not even a single excep- exception, it is very natural that you may start believing it. But I am a little eccentric. My logic does not follow the ordinary course. It goes zigzag. Once I became aware. That everybody says it is difficult. Every scripture says it is difficult. The first idea that came to me was that it is possible that nobody has tried. Otherwise, there would be different opinions. Somebody would say it is this difficult. Somebody would say that would say it is more difficult than that, somebody would say it is less difficult than that. It is impossible to have unanimous support, unanimous support, unanimous support for its difficulty from all over the world. The only possibility was that nobody had tried, but nobody wants to confess its one's ignorance then the best course is to agree with the collective consensus that it is difficult, very difficult, it takes lives. I dropped that idea and said, it has to happen in this life. Otherwise, I will not let it happen in any life. I will struggle against it. Either this life or never, now or never, became my fixed approach and the day, I decided, now or never, it happened. Since then, I've been simply amazed how people have been fooled. The simplest thing has been made the most impossible. And the simplest thing opens the door for the third alternative. It takes you out of the pyramid. You are no longer a mind. And then only you do you know who you are and to know it is to have achieved everything worth achieving and to know it is to have achieved everything worth achieving hmm okay good good re-